Hello, happy campers. Hello. I'm Spike. I'm Chris. And we're geeking out. <sighs> Coming from the dog ate my homework department this week because I accidentally deleted our last geeking out episode, which is just as well. It has been one of those summers all summer long. Just ask Disney. Ha <laughs> ha. It's also his birthday week. Big whoop. Big whoop. Yeah, I survived another one. We'll see if I can fix that in the next year. But Also, just to let you guys know, we are shooting at my apartment. There will be traffic noise in the background. I apologize. We apologize. It's one Shit of those things where it's like, I should have thought a little bit more, <laughs> but did not. No, we did not. Anyway. It's just as well we lost last week's episode because I spent a good 5-10 minutes talking up Disney's new Disney 100 theatrical re-release. They were going to take like 7 or 8 of their best movies of the last however many years and they are going to release them every 2 weeks. And it was going to be awesome and you could go watch them in the theaters and, and it's going to be great. Turns out you have to live in a city that Disney thinks counts, which means New York, Los Angeles or anything about that size. Lexington, we don't need none of that stuff. We don't need to see anything like Beauty and the Beast in a theatrical re-release, the original one. We don't need to see uh, the first Pirates of the Caribbean on the widescreen. No, Louisville does not need this. Cincinnati is not getting this, which is extremely unusual. But So, thank you very much, Disney. You've managed to... Best of all, the movies that they picked, and I'm not going to go into them here because I don't have a list and I don't care, since I don't get to watch any of them anyway, but uh, those films were actually people in flyover country actually would like to see again, but Disney will not take your money anymore, so there goes that idea. Boo, Disney! So there you go, Disney, you screwed up again. There goes somebody in a small penis riding a crotch rocket. Uh, yeah, give Chris's notes. The uh, so we have something else I was going to talk about. Oh, the it has been a long flop summer uh, so far. Disney has lost, I believe, somewhere north of nine hundred million dollars in their last eight theatrical releases. Yes. And somehow they keep pull. Well, no, I was going to say somehow they keep pulling money, but. Disney is in a bit of financial trouble because they keep laying all these bombs, costing them all this money and stuff. Hold on. See? See, right. Small penis again. Now, remember, anybody who rides a motorcycle has a tinky, rinky, dinky. Don't ever. Now, if you're riding one of those little, one of those little Rice Warrior specials or something, Okay, that's great because you go mute and, and you're done, all right? But if you're having to put out that much noise, to, to, you're compensating for something, okay? Just just eat more burritos and just stick your ass up in the air and just fart. And, and it'll save you money on gasoline, too. So, what was I saying? Oh, we were talking about Disney being in trouble. So, Disney, eight bombs in a row, eight theatrical bombs in a row, cost them $900 million. The foot traffic at their parks is down by like 50% from last year. They're down to um, not quite to pandemic levels because they're pretty much closed then, but it's it, they've taken it on the chin. 
and now apparently they're going to have to come up with several billion dollars to give Comcast because Comcast is apparently going to exercise their option to force Disney to buy Hulu completely. Not a lot of people know about this. <clears throat> Hulu. Let's let's go back a little bit. Hulu was an online thing, and I've talked about it on this show before. We talked about it, where you can watch like network shows and stuff digitally. The idea was so many people were pirating it. Why not get people, you know, pay for it, get some ad revenue off of it or something? And all the Hollywood studio, all major studios owned a piece of it. <clears throat> they finally got down to Disney owning ABC, Fox, which owned their their network, and then uh, Comcast, which owned NBC. Disney bought Fox, so they got, they got Fox's uh, part of Hulu as a part of that purchase. <clears throat> and now Comcast has an option that they can exercise to basically force Disney to buy the re buy them out completely. And Comcast of course also owns Peacock, so they don't really want anything to do with Hulu because they have their own their own streaming service doesn't make any money. So Disney is in trouble and that's why you're hearing you're starting to hear whispers about uh, a lot of people getting fired at Disney. This is I talked before about the Writers Guild strike, and now SAG AFTRA is threatening to pile on that Screen Actors Guild. Disney would, is loving this because it means they broke the contracts that they don't have to pay for now. So, and they're going to need to scrounge every penny they can get apparently in the next year. So yeah, I mean that's their fault. Oh, that's absolutely I mean, it's, their fault. It's their fault. I mean Disney. Like, let, let, let me just put it this way. If I wrote a masterpiece, okay, and this could go on forever, and Disney says, hey, we want to buy your thing because we see potential in it. Even though I know Disney has a whole lot of money, I'm going to say no. I'm going to be like, no, I would rather sell it to somebody else until you guys at least get your shit together. Because that's pretty much the truth. Because Disney is just... Like, I, I saw an article where they said, is movies dead now? And that's why, like, nobody's going to the movies. And then, and uh, this uh, reporter said, it has nothing to do with the movies. It's the writing. <laughs> it's like, nobody's writing good stories. <clears throat> Gee, don't that sound familiar? Uh, anyway. Bottom line, this is what happens when you preach a message instead of telling stories. Everybody's heard your message 5,000 times over already. They don't freaking care. You went and you screwed the pooch when you let the wrong people in charge. You bought Lucasfilm, and instead of... We were discussing Kathleen Kennedy last week in, in our lost episode. Kathleen Kennedy is Frank Marshall's wife. Frank Marshall, the guy who was an executive producer on shows like Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, and Mark and Mindy, and all these other shows for Paramount back in the 60s and 70s. He was a good storyteller. She's learned nothing from it. She used to hang out with Steven Spielberg, one of the greatest storytellers of the last half of the 20th century. Never learned a thing from him. She was the one who made sure the bills got paid, and that's still what she's really most comfortable with doing. <clears throat> She doesn't know how to tell a story from Adam. So she, all she knows is 
She knows what she thinks. She knows her opinions. She knows what she likes. She projects it upon everybody else. And we wind up with Ray, Ray Mysterio, Palpatine, Skywalker, Ubi-Jibi, whatever it is, instead of getting more Chewbacca the way everybody wants. So, so Disney, the clock is ticking, whether they'll actually survive, because they actually fired up about four or five dozen uh, talents at ESPN. That's one of their more, that was one of their more profitable parts. They own ESPN too. But it's, uh, they've driven that into the ground. Nobody pays attention to it. So, crappings happen. But, hmm. All right, Chris, what do we got? Let's let's run down the, the news this week. Let's move on. The news. The newsy stuff. It's time for the news. The newsy stuff. And guess what? There's not really much going on. Good. We can make it short because we still got an episode of Backrack video coming out this week where we're talking about science shows of old. I know how I want to play this. We'll talk about it here when we get to that episode, but there's, there's a lot more science shows than you think. I actually had to write down a couple that I remember. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see how my list compares to yours. What's that? Uh, What's What's got? What's got? What's got? What's got? What's got? What's got? Well, some shocking news about the new Deadpool 3 movie. Um, Apparently, an unexpected, a very unexpected MCU character is going to be in it. Two of them, actually. That one was there, and then everybody just, like, totally decided to forget because it was a horrible idea. And the other one was supposed to be made, but never was made. But here is the scuttlebutt of... uh, Huh? Tony Stark. No. Tony Stark's coming back. No. Robert Downey Jr.'s coming no. back. No. He's going to be Electra. He's going to be no. Falcon. No. There's a shout out for you. Anyways. <laughs> anyways. Yeah. According to news, Jennifer Garner will be reprising her role as Electra to be in Deadpool 3. Also in news. Uh, there, this was something that happened a long time ago, but it never. But apparently, uh, Shannon Tatum was supposed to play Gambit in his, and Gambit was supposed to get his own movie, and that never happened. And now there's rumors that he will be playing Gambit in Deadpool three. Now, some of these sources are like the Gambit thing. Don't know for sure if that's actually true. Uh, but Jennifer Garner thing is apparently true, so that is happening. Wow, I don't care about Deadpool. I never really liked the Deadpool thing. I mean, it was, it's nice that he was snarky. He, he he just spews his snark all over everything, but it gets tiresome pretty quick. The first one, I saw the first one, uh, I was all right with it. The second one, uh, had the X-Men in it, don't care. And now here's a third one. Uh, I'm still waiting to, for them to do a good Fantastic Four movie. Well, that's, I mean, it's it's on its way. Just I don't know if it's going to be good. <laughs> Especially the way Disney is now. It's probably the worst time to do this. If you really stop and think about mm-hmm. it. Just saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just saying. Oof. What's next? Um, okay, I... 
We'll try not to butcher this woman's name because I love her to death. Palm Clementif. Uh, Palm Clementif. I, I, I don't know. No, it's not going to do no good. Anyway, best known for her role as Mantis. You know, from Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Right. She will also Which be. Which should have said to begin with. She yeah. will also be playing in the new uh, Mission Impossible movie, number. Which is going to knock Indiana Jones, Jones out of the right out of the park. But apparently, uh, she is in talks to play in another James Gunn movie in the DCU universe. Uh, but she didn't say who, what, or where. I can. I will have to say, James Gunn has this ability to, like, he finds certain people, he really likes them, and then when he goes off and does another project, he grabs those people and have them play different various things in his other project. Like, he did Suicide Squad, and then apparently, I didn't realize how many people from Suicide Squad was actually in Guardians 3. Had no idea. But... There was a, a tons. <laughs> I did not know that, but yeah. So I can see him taking a lot of characters from Guardians and putting them in future DCU movies, which is not a stretch because there's a lot of actors that have went back and forth, back and forth from Marvel to DC, DC to Marvel. So yeah. As long as the paycheck clears. Okay. Yeah. Um, more exciting news, though. I really, I, well, two exciting news I got going on here. Uh, a bunch of photos have been released from the from this small town who is lucky enough to see everything being reinstructed, even uh, buildings that are like has been abandoned for I don't know how long have been rebuilt by Hollywood. For the set of Beetlejuice 2. So there's a bunch of photos that you can actually watch of them building the house, the bridge. Uh, there's a there's a bunch of people from the small town going like, yeah, they, they you know, this place has been torn down for I don't know how long and they rebuilt it. So now we got to figure out what we're going to do with this. And, you know, so they're all like the whole town people is excited. So, yeah. Beetlejuice 2 is on the go. See if they can lead the sets up this time as a tourist attraction. There are I still people who want to see a Christmas story house, so, so why not? But, yeah. <clears throat> so, they this time. so we know Beetlejuice 2 is on the way. Yep. I think there was another one that was on its way, too. Oh. I don't know. It's probably in your list somewhere. It might be. This might be the next really exciting news. I mean, we knew it was happening, but no, 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 you're like this. Ernie Hudson, yeah, you're not doing that now, are you? Ernie Hudson has came out and says, Ghostbusters is, well, uh, whatever the film is actually going to be called, but the new Ghostbusters movies is being wrapped filming. It is done. And so it's principal ready photography is done. Yes. So, Yay! So that's a that gets them about halfway there. So, but actually, with something as special effects laden as uh, as Ghostbusters, probably about a third of the way there because they're going to have to put a whole bunch of CGI and practical effects in and stuff in order to 
to add to the principal photography because principal photography is just like we're doing here. We're yeah. just recording natural video. When you start putting stuff in, then you're doing post-production. So, so they've still got a whole bunch of work to do on it, but it means they're making progress. So yes, so yeah, so heck yeah, yeah. Can't wait for that. I know you're excited. I'm excited. Um, so apparently Warner Brothers has is taking away a great it's it's a tour attraction, but also taking away its back lot. Uh, now, I've been watching a lot of videos on this because this back lot, you got to understand, there is a lot of movies and television shows that was made here. It is basically a suburb of houses and fake buildings that uh, there's like the Christmas vacation house is there right next door to the lethal weapon house. Uh, some really horrible shows like Desperate Housewives, Mal or no, it's not Malcolm in the Middle. Middle, the Middle. I've never watched it, but I heard of it. Uh, and then, of course, there's a famous section where a fountain used to be, which is the opening of Friends that they did there. But there's like hundreds and hundreds of movies and TV shows shot in this one location. And it's all going to be leveled down. And it's, yeah. So, yeah, that's happening. That's, uh, it's to be expected. Hollywood will, Hollywood has zero respect for its past or its history. If it means costing them one thin dime out of their hookers and blow budget. All in. They'll, they'll just throw it into the sea. They don't care. Plus, California is extremely regulatory heavy. They do love their dictators out in California. So, yeah, that doesn't make it any easier. It's, ex it's the most expensive region in, in the country and one of the most expensive on the planet. And quite frankly, all that real estate space is probably going for a couple thousand dollars a square foot. Yeah, it's, it's not going to stand. So, nice having you, but time to move on. Yeah, the genie house is also there. The uh, what was it? Is it I love genie or I dream of genie? I dream of genie. Yeah, mm. that was there. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, James Gunn, back on the gun, says his Superman legacy will skip the Clark origin story. So we will not get the typical origin story. So we don't get our fifteenth re rehashing of of the of the Superman origin. Okay, good. Yeah, that's what I said too. I was like, "That's pretty good." Because even people who don't know, even people who don't normally watch Superman or read Superman books or see Superman movies or Superman TV shows, everybody knows where Super Superman came from. Krypton landed in a wheat field, picked up by a couple of old people who who adopted him, and and boom, you're done. So that's hmm. Superman was never really one of my favorites, but. I have, like, here lately, like, there's a new animated show, apparently, and everybody's saying that it's really good. The one on Adult Swim? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I kind of want to check it out, because <sighs> I've seen bits and pieces, but it, they say it it's really, actually really good. Still need to do the Lois and, Cl uh, yeah, 
Superman and Lois? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's supposed to be coming back to the CW form last I need to catch up on that because I've been seeing bits and pieces from it as well, and it looks really good. I've said it's it's better than I thought it would be. They said that Lex Luthor is in it, and Mm -hmm. that he's like this, he has like this country cornbread type of way about him. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's like has this beard, and he's there. Like I watched this little scene that was on something, and he was like on the porch talking to Lois and Clark, and and he knows that Clark is Superman, but he's like, you know, he's like, what are you gonna do? I just, you know, just do that. His presence and the way the dialogue was, I was like, damn, <laughs> I was like, damn, okay, was like nice. So yeah, I kind of want to check that out, but yeah. Oh, speaking, you were talking about getting Adult Swim to see the new one. Uh, I was going to tell you, uh, Heroes Night Hunt is one of the uh, net, one of the little subnets that uh, MeTV does out of Chicago. And they, make, they do things like they show all the Star Trek series, Star Trek at 8 o'clock, Next Generation at 9, uh, I think it's... I think it's Deep Space Nine at ten, and it just goes through midnight. They have, they are just adding. We're recording this on July 9th, twenty twenty-three. By the way, starting tonight at six p.m., they're going to start showing Terminator: The Sarah Connor Chronicles from the beginning, which is that show was a lot better than it should have been. And honestly, that show was better than every Terminator movie that's been made since. And they cancel it. And they cancel it. But, <laughs> so it's it's out there. It's on H and I. I couldn't tell you if it's on broadcast right now. I don't think it is around here. But it is on Fernley TV. So if you, the Fernley app is like nine bucks a month to get all these things on. Get about thirty or forty channels. So it's it's a pretty decent whole thing. More of a family friendly streaming service. Now, what else you got? Uh, speaking of friendly streaming service, uh, Pluto TV has created a whole Godzilla 24-hour oh, yes, they have. of every single Godzilla thing that there is, is and going been, to be on there. We've been tuning in and out of it off and on. So it's, it is... And, and the hilarious part is most of them are being... Transmitted in Japanese with English subtitles, which is what the purists like, even though they don't understand a word of Japanese. But hey, so if if you like them subbed instead of dubbed, there's your channel for you. But, yeah, so if you're a Godzilla fan and you want to see all of them, then you get your chance. A channel just dedicated to Godzilla. So all Godzilla all the time. Yeah. On Pluto, which is free, so... They also have a, a bunch of other monster movies on there too. Not not just Godzilla. It's it's all the kaiju, the the big Japanese monsters. Nice. There was one. It was uh, Mothra Rebirth Three, and I have no idea what this had to. Wow. How they managed to do three of them, but Mothra Rebirth Three, where you've got basically King Ghidorah, the the big big nasty of the whole genre. And you've got Baby Mothra, who's, so here's King Ghidorah about this big, and here's Baby Mothra flying around, just giving him hassles and stuff. A moth kicking a giant three-headed mechanical lizard's ass. So, 
that was worth the price of admission. Hot zero. But. I think I've only seen one of those, and it's the one with uh, the, I think it's the twin girls. Yeah. I think they were twins. I'm not really for sure. Yeah, they're the ones who are supposed to call them off right yeah. now. And stuff. They took care of and they were like this small. Yeah, they were like tiny, little, teeny tiny. <laughs> Place your mouth for. What else you got? Um, Greta Gerwig. Mm-hmm. I I can't tell you what she's done or anything, mm-hmm. but she is set to direct the new Chronicles of Narnia movies. Now, here's the thing: I love the Chronicles of Narnia. But I really wish that they would just continue the movies that they already had because I really enjoyed those movies. I really liked the movies, but they still does not replace the PBS or the KT live action Chronicles of Narnia series that was on that were awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so new Chronicles of Narnia. I never really liked the Chronicles of Narnia. I watched the lip. There was an animated version of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe that absolutely rocked. Everything else, I just cannot for the life of me get into it. I want to get into it. It seems like I should get into it. It's a Christian allegory along the lines of The Lord of the Rings. It's basically C.S. Lewis's response to The Lord of the Rings. But, like I said, beyond that first book, Mm, I just cannot get into that franchise. Just no, 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 no. Anything else? Uh, yes. One last. One last. One last story. It's not really a story. It's just a thing that I should just throw out there. Yeah. The movie, the Mm. classic Hitchcock film, Psycho, gets a 4K Blu-ray for movie collection. Edition, you had me right up to the very end. Yeah, I know the four movie collection thing is like what? What? No, no. But then again, it's like I haven't seen those in a very long time. So it's like, eh. here's the problem I have with this. There's an old saying: "Too much of a good thing." Okay, so you got ultra 4K, super ultra high D, ultra high definition release. Okay, they're going to remaster the, the, the film, no doubt. They're going to do the negatives. They're going to do the whole thing. Get it nice and, and sparkled up and everything. It's going to be neat and pretty, and it's going to absolutely kill this film. This film will be unwatched. This film, Psycho, Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho, I believe, and I can't prove it yet. It's just a hunch. I believe it will be completely unwatchable in ultra-high def. And 4K is going to ruin it. Because part of what sets, part of what sets just the the timbre of the entire movie. Spoilers if you haven't seen Psycho yet, which you are insane. You need to go watch it. Psycho is in black and white. It's about a bunch of seedy individuals doing seedy things until a psychopath decides to kill one of them, and then he kills another one, and then he tries to kill another one. It it just takes a hard right turn in the middle of it. But the print, okay, Alfred Hitchcock is a master of visual storytelling. He shot it, this is 1960, he shot this. He could very easily have done it in black and, and color 
and it wouldn't work. It needs to be in black and white because you need to see the stark imagery. You need the shades of gray. You need to see the grittiness especially, the dinginess of things, the grittiness. When you go to 4K and you clean up a movie like Psycho, you lose that little subliminal edge that you're getting from the graininess of the film and from the, the, the little odd things here and there that seem a little off and will get corrected and it's just going to destroy part of the mood of the film. If anybody who's going to be watching this in 4K, you're never going to experience the actual film. You're exactly. never going to get the experience of the original film. Sure. Go back. I'm not saying you have to go all the way back and watch it on VHS or anything. DVD, probably about where you need to go because it does it, it gets the graininess and stuff in there and it has the little flaws and stuff. It's gonna make the picture pretty, which is gonna ruin it. That's what I say and Yeah. I, I totally agree. I mean yeah. some movies you, just, yeah. They, these studios don't think that far ahead because all they're thinking is how much cash they can make off of it. They don't think ahead. Same thing. Same thing with Avengers Endgame. Should never have made that film. Never. They killed the entire franchise with that one film. It wasn't Captain Marvel afterwards. It wasn't WandaVision. It was Avengers Endgame that killed the Marvel franchise probably killed it dead for the generation because how do you it's how do you follow that up you can't you have to start from scratch you have to let well, basically you have to just like God did with the Israelites in the desert under Moses you have to let 40 years pass before you can resurrect the genre well I mean with Endgame it was the end of their story and I think they just had an idea of okay so this is the next generation of these characters and we're going to make some of these characters, except you got to understand when Endgame ended, that was when all the political woke and all that stuff started to jump into every storyline that killed every storyline that there is because nobody wanted to tell a good story. They just want to be political about everything. Mm -hmm. And then that's what... So I killed it flat, but... So they could have done it. But they decided, no, we got to please everybody. They let the wrong guys. With Avi Arad in charge, he managed to override everybody on that. As soon as he was gone, was replaced with Kevin Feige. Who's it? Because Endgame was Arad's last hurrah, basically. Kevin Feige got the credit for it, but it was Avi Arad's thing. And, and it shows. Same thing happened to Pixar when they threw out John Lasseter. Same thing happened to Lucasfilm and George Lucas walked away. When you get these, when you get franchises set up based upon, based around one person or one small group of people who are really good storytellers, then when they walk away, the soul just walks out with them. So, That's true. Uh, any final points, Chris, before we wrap this episode? Oh. Uh, that's about as coherent as he's going to be. So, till next time, Spike, Chris, y'all keep on geeking out. Bye. Peace.